tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. All men and women created by the goal, you know the you know the It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. You want to claim this land as a land of the free? Now show me that. Defend that. Celebrate that in your classroom. Then stand up and sing about the land of the free. Which do you like more, Congress or lice? <laughs> Well, we like lice. Here's my eight words people need to stop redefining. Hate, victim, hero, shame, violence, survivor, phobic, and white supremacist. That America's leading industry is still the manufacture, distribution, packaging, and marketing of bullshit. I am once again overwhelmed. I'm at a loss. I, I'm losing hope, and I and and I don't think it's really hard to see why because these th- these are the stories that just this week I'm following. Mm, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Speaker of the House is openly insider trading and looking at the world, going, "What are you going to do about it?" Uh, yeah, the answer is nothing. Exactly. Uh, the uh, ever-popular Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC as they call her, has declared that her $174,000 a year that she gets paid as a congressperson is not enough for her to start a family. Well, of course it's not. Not if you live like AOC does. Exactly. The Department of Transportation, when asked about rise, uh, uh, the, excuse me, the Secretary of Transportation... When, Pete Buttigieg, wouldn't it? Ex- exactly. When uh-huh. asked in front of Congress about rising fuel costs, made a statement that basically transport translates into, what do I care? I have an electric car. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, everyone is up in arms because somebody who had the gall to carry their own firearm stopped a mass shooting. Yep. Uh, Black Lives Matter is now back in Minneapolis protesting. This time they're protesting the death of a man who was actively shooting up his apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The IRS is stockpiling ammo. Isn't that weird? <laughs> uh, our president is now doing a wonderful imitation of Ron Burgundy. There is an active push in academia at the moment to make pedophilia an accepted sexual orientation. And then, throw on top of all of that, I can't figure out whether or not I should even be worried about monkeypox. So, I am in the process of losing hope. So, I am once again coming to my friend, confidant, and fellow soapboxer, Sean to hopefully give me some hope. Is there hope out there to be had, Sean? I think there is. I think there is. Uh, You have to dig a little to find it. Uh, But here's where my hope exists. And it's... 
It's not between syphilis, shit and syphilis in the dictionary. It's it's not. No, no, that's sympathy. That's not sympathy. They're like, but but it does, it does exist. But what I take a lot of this as, and this actually goes into my existential question too. But we'll first we'll go with this. I take this as when I look around. Um, do you know what was happening? Let me give you a, a little bit of a correlation. Do you know what was happening before 2008, right, when the whole foundation, you know, like, like everybody was just doing weird and crazy crap? You, well, you, you you mean besides the fact that the lending practices were so um, uh, toxic and predatory that people were just spending money on everything? Yeah, yeah. And it seemed as if in the financial world nothing – was out of bounds. Nothing. The party would always continue. It must be what it felt like before 1929. Um, where. But, 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 uh, okay. I, I am going to. Maybe this kind of goes into your thing, but I'm going to throw in a question here that hopefully you'll address with this. Okay. I, I agree with you the fact that that's where everybody was before 2008. But with a s- exception of a small portion of. Of the financial community, and I do mean comparatively speaking, a small yeah. portion of the financial community. Figuratively, a handful. Yeah. Uh, the the financial community came out on top of 2008. Absolutely, they did. What happened though was the American people did not. Oh no, no, I will agree with you there. Uh, what happened was the American people were effectively financially decimated. Uh, there were people, including my father, who lost half of their retirement. Um, through no fault of their own or no egregious lending, borrowing, or, or investment strategies. It's just that the the investments, the solid investments that they had prior to 2008 uh, were demonetized to the point of about 50%. Uh, that happened across the board. And what it what it did to America was basically kick us back financially uh it kicked a generation down in the gutter from which they have never recovered uh the millennials have literally had to crawl back everything they've ever heard about uh for for the last what uh 15 years um in their adult lives most of them have never known societal prosperity they don't even know what that looks like um, our current cultural and financial status, status, whatever, um, is unsustainable. This is, this is when I, when you look around and you look at the things that are happening and the way the media is portraying them and the way the media is trying to kind of push things here and there, the way our political leaders, our elite, our corporation, our, our rich, are pushing all of this and everything. It's like they expect this to go on for absolutely ever. But but they're for all intents and purposes doing a lot of the same thing. It's here's oh, free absolutely. money with and we're promising you that there's not going to be any consequence to it. Bullshit. Right. And when I look at this, uh, what I see is <laughs> to quote Jonah Hill in uh, um God, if I hadn't thought of it, it would have been uh, – I'd have had it. But you know the the baseball movie? 
Oh, uh, um, it, shit, I just thought of it. <laughs> Moneyball. Moneyball. Moneyball, thank you. Excellent Good, book, too, by the way. If you've never is. read the book, the book is an, is excellent. I, I saw the movie, I'll, I will admit, I saw the movie first and went, oh, my God, I need to read the book. Now, the book is different, but... but Not by what? much. Not by much, but a lot of the concepts and everything carry over, and the movie was just brilliant. But Jonah Hill had this great, you know, like him and and uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character were just like they saw clearly. They were the only ones who saw clearly. And what I see is an imperfect understanding of where power comes from. And this is unbelievably short-sighted of the corporations of the political elite of our media and everything because and i i'm i'm waiting i'm really waiting for the tipping point because there'll be one just like there was in 1929 just like there was in 2008 just like there was at the in revolutions you know when when you know when a person stands in front of a chinese tank and they realize that uh oh like the threat of force and the the actualization of force isn't stopping them anymore. They just don't care, right? Oh, 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 well, yeah, but the Chinese have doubled down and things have not exactly gotten better. No, 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 no. However, in the United States, that's only happened once. Effectively, it's only happened once. I'm where, picturing some chick putting a flower into the end of the barrel of a, in the 60s. No, you're going to have to go back a little further than that. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> but something like that. I mean, that was – they backed off almost immediately, and things were ratified, and things changed and everything in the 60s because they really didn't want this. They they realized that – and I honestly think in the 60s that's where the tide started changing. They started to go, you know, we really got to get a handle on this like neutral media stuff because this has turned the country against us, and this is a problem. And I think, well, honestly, from then on, they've really started spin-doctoring a lot of shit. More. Well, I mean, it's, isn't it ironic that the the children of the 60s are the ones that are fucking it up now? Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's unbelievable to see. But Well, I'm, okay, l- let me take that one step further. Fucking, up, fucking it up now in the manner in which they were protesting against in the 60s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting... Because all this stuff are just signs. I look around and I see, oh, we're coming closer. We're coming closer. They're coming close to doing what they actually want to do, which is just royally fuck us and tell us to shut up about it. They're really coming close. You see, like, little hints here and there, you know, like Pelosi going, yeah, fuck you, I'm going to make money. There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. You know, like, they're... All of these things, you know, the Supreme Court has become largely politicized. You know, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> OK, um, what they've what they're they're just they're, they're just inching that that bit closer because they know it can't fail. They know that they know they they can never be held to account. So they're what you're seeing is what people in power do when they're sure I mean, they can never be held to account. Isn't that the same mistake that I, Louis, I believe the Fourteenth made? Uh, I believe it is. Yes. Okay. I mean, and we do remember if I'm talking about the right Louis, what happened to him, right? 
<laughs> I believe I believe we are. Uh, I'm okay. looking that up right, right now. But right next to his wife. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> who made a lot of the same statements that people like I don't know Pete Buttigieg are making right now. <laughs> right. Um. So what what you're doing is proving. Uh, and and they're going more and more and more on record, going, I don't care. <laughs> Effectively, I don't care. And what I'm waiting for is enough people to hear it, right? It'll take a couple more years. I honestly believe that. And I think your your linchpin around the 2024 elections are going to be very apropos. Um, because right now, I don't see a good candidate. Right. Like there's there's two no, sides I mean, of the it, same it, coin. It, I mean, that... you, you're looking at uh, either Trump or DeSantis at the moment on one side. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you've got the basically a complete total explosion of infighting as in on the Democratic side at this point as to whether or not a Biden should run again. Uh, B is whether or not it's going to be Buttigieg or Harris uh, running in his stead. Who will get trounced by either Trump or DeSantis? At but, this point, right now, yes. yes. There's only one possible wild card in there, and um, and and there's a question as to which side she'd run on, because depending on what question you're asking her today, she either sounds like she's on the left or the right. I think she's the closest thing to an actual centrist we have, and that's Tulsi Gabbard out of out of Hawaii. Oh, and they would not let oh, something no. like her happen. Oh, no, no. She'll be destroyed. Neither party. Yeah. She but, would but, be destroyed because she but, actually has something resembling a spine and they can't have that. Well, uh, yes. And, and whether you agree with everything she says or not, because I can see how once. Well, she's one of those people that's going to piss off both sides. Right. But at least she has convictions and that can't stand in today's political arena. No. I mean, whether you agree with them or not, she actually well, believes well, what she's saying. At least it seems to. Um, they or, would not or let at something least like she that actually go. owns up to what she's saying. She's right. not the one turning around going, um, uh, oh, no, I didn't say that. Right. Well, sir, we have you on uh, on tape recorded having said that, but that's not it, what I said. Yeah, it's no, it's taken out of context. It's like oh, for no, not even not even taken out of context. Biden has flat out refused to admit that he said certain things. <laughs> probably doesn't remember i know that's the problem have you noticed how the media has like shifted like all three networks has shifted away from his all talks of his age all well, of it oh, like oh, you don't oh, hear about it oh, oh yes but did you hear the um the the white house covid expert not Fauci, by the way the uh, i cannot remember his name i was just looking at an article about him whose statement as to how Biden was handling COVID, I swear, sounded like he was talking about a kindergartner. He even showed me that his plate was empty. We gave him a lollipop. <laughs> you know, he'd been such a good boy. Uh, I, there, but all of this is kind of maneuvering towards them showing their hand. Right, finally showing their hand that they're they're gonna someone somewhere, and I don't know which side of the fence. It's either gonna be a Republican or a Democrat right now. I it, one of those two, one of the sides is gonna get in power somewhere, and just go, look, we're the government. We don't have to care about you. We don't. Just do what we tell you. 
what I, it's coming. I can I can feel it. It's coming. And it, when it, it does. And see, the thing is, is and I guess where I'm kind of in the process of losing hope is I'm not seeing anything different from what you're talking about right now. What I'm starting to get to is the holy shit what comes after. Yeah, that's the scary part, but I'm hoping we'll be dead by then. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, like, because it's clear we are, we have spent our world currency. And, what, and let me tell you what I mean by that. Uh, there is a natural rise and fall of most powers uh, that have ever come in humanity, come and gone. Right. You get about 250 years, some some a little more, some a little less. But that's about what you get for global dominance. We're at it right now. This is the you are witnessing the beginnings. Maybe even we've we've come to a, a middle of the fall of Rome right here. We are crumbling from the inside out. Our, our, and if you look at it, there's a lot of analogies between us and, and the Roman Empire. But, you know, we have militaries abroad. We have the biggest military by tenfold uh, against any other, uh, which we cannot use or deploy because of for political reasons and because we don't want to, you know, be that that global guy. Uh, but we are the biggest kid on the block and we are crumbling from the inside out. With no signs of stopping. So, to me, it's it's coming, it's coming. We are we like the the more emboldened they get, and the more they're just like it doesn't matter what we tell them. We can do whatever we want. The more we get there, the more I think eventually there's going to come a point where they just tip just one too far, and after that, they will find out that. People in power are there at the sufferance of the governed, and it's going to get freaking and, – and at that point, once once that goes loose, um, we cease to become a global power, period. I mean we will be much like uh, a reduced England or Italy or, or something like that. You know, hey, well, they're around. They used to be big, but just you know, they don't matter. Because well, it'll take us decades, generations to dig back out of it. I mean, it's it, that's how whole whole cloth reduced our infrastructure is. We can't produce anything here. Our bureaucracy is is almost impenetrable. We've we've made a Gordian knot out of the entire access to the higher up elites and power and. Um, things that govern our lives right we they've they've just put this in front of us and until we cut it free we're going to be suffering the same way so why would they why would they be scared they're not they're yeah, but whole i am lives, yeah i know <laughs> their whole lives all they've seen is the little people don't matter you can do anything to them and they'll just take it so I, I, the I hope the I see actually, is the, the part that's actually scaring me also is that not only are, are are you saying that the little people will just take it, but we're seeing a lot of little people taking it and saying thank you. Right. Right. And what they'll do is is I, I honestly think one of two things will happen. One, there will be a generation and I think it'll be generational. There'll be a generational spark that just goes, OK, we're done. 
and and melt it down. You know, it'll it, it won't be like a war. What it'll be is they'll hit them where they live. They'll hit them in their pocket. They will. It'll they'll they'll fight club it, right? Destroy the banks. Destroy the institutions. Destroy the the ability for them to track their wealth the way they want to. And if you do that, America's done. You know, the power in the elite, you know, if you don't have to pay your mortgage, your car payment, your credit cards, if all that becomes useless, now what? Now, now, you know, they've, they've hit you where you live. They hit you in your wallet. That's where I think they'll actually go. They'll Tyler Durden the shit out of this thing. Because why not? That's, that's what, that's where they live. Now you drug them down to your level, you know? And if you really want to know how to take the U.S. out, that's how. I mean, that's that's what well, we would do to us. <laughs> I, I actually had a conversation with somebody who will remain nameless for obvious reasons, who uh, is somebody I know who, once again, I won't get too deep into who they are, but they work in the, shall we say, the military industrial complex. Mm. And the basically the conversation went down and um, the statement was, yeah, we don't really have anything militarily to worry about at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, they, from the, the, what they said was, and they didn't know this for a fact, but all of those uh, movies that came out saying that they were aliens with uh, the little uh, squigglies and Tic Tacs and stuff of that nature, uh, their theory on this whole thing was uh, that... That is basically them showing some of the other countries this is what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I've heard uh, uh, similar and, things. And the other statement was, is though there hasn't been a reason to do it, but if you remember when the first Iraq war happened, and everybody went, holy shit, when they realized what some of our capabilities were, especially at that point in time with stealth. Uh, that if it ever got to be a severe conflict that would that uh, in which we had to basically pull out the stops, that that would be the response again at this point. Holy shit. I don't doubt that. And, and militarily, that's not what, it, you know, like we we militarily are so far ahead of most people or most other countries oh, oh, that I don't think that's a threat. Yeah, but my, my, my fears of China and Russia went out the window when you said that. Yeah, I, I don't. I wasn't scared of them anyway. I really wasn't. I, I America is has focused solely. It has become our national export or our national projection that it is our military that makes us what we are. To the rest of the globe, that's effectively true. But oh, you're oh, still can, vulnerable can, to the inside. Can I throw in one more piece to my list of things that were making me worried this past week? Hmm. Uh, y yeah, even though I just gave that whole statement about how I'm not worried about anything militarily, they were actually starting to do duck and cover uh, exercises in certain schools again, and then turning around looking at people going, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, like your, your MDF desk is going to protect you from a nuclear fallout, right? Or, but even the fact that they're actually going through those exercises again, and it's kind of like, no, 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 we've got nothing to worry about. It's cool. We We're can... just doing them for – because, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I honestly 
don't think that that the U.S. will fall to a foreign aggression or a foreign power or something like that. I think we're going to fuck ourselves, to be honest. Oh, I see. And that's where I already think we're there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just stopping short <laughs> of saying what they actually mean right now. And it's so great to watch because you're just like, I can't believe this is actually being publicized. Like, they're televising this. Well, you know, Nancy Pelosi was on TV. Do you think it was inappropriate what your husband did? No. No. What are the yeah. terms of what are the definition of insider trading? X, X, X and Y. Well, don't you think that's what your husband did? No. No. <laughs> well, what did he do? Uh, he did X, Y and Z. Well, isn't that what we just declared was insider trading? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like you're looking around like, is everyone else seeing hearing this? Like, are you are you hearing this? It's it's uh, because they don't care. Shouldn't have to care. Like, nothing's going to happen to her. Nothing's going to happen to her husband. She knows that. She's probably been assured at the highest levels that, look, they're not going to do anything to you. Just say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, is the American people having trouble with the price of gas? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it hurts a lot, but I have an electric car, so I don't care. <laughs> Thanks, it's kind of like it's kind of like really, did, really. Did, you just said that in Congress. That's what you're testifying to Congress and saying. Because he doesn't care. Like they don't have to care. They know that. That's that's the point. Like they know they don't have to care. I mean, Once you're at a certain level, nothing is going to affect you. So why bother? Telling lies like at a certain point, you have to kind of respect it. It's like, wow, that dude, there's balls on that dude. No, there's not. He just doesn't care. <laughs> they don't have to care. It's like, well, that's depressing. Yes, it should be. <laughs> you know? Just be very depressing. And that's why I look at this and go. Okay, we're coming closer. We're coming closer. It's it's actually starting to get to the point where you're like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And and that's kind of true. You're like, okay, they're they're going to say things now, and and people are going to look at this and go, I is that right? And and you're not going to be able to do anything about it, right? So it's gonna it's it's going to take people a little while to go, oh, you know what? Because all it takes is a generation or a large enough base to go, that's okay. We're screwed, but you're coming with us. That's all it's going to take. But these people still have an actual approval rating. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm funny? still – now, I will still throw this out to, to all of our listeners – now, if you're listening to this through the, uh, you know, several episodes that we've had, then you're probably already agreeing with us on this. But I'll throw this out there anyway. If you're one of the 30 to 40 percent of people who actually think that Biden is doing a good job, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear why. And it's not so that I can ridicule, ridicule you or anything of that nature. I'm wondering if there's something I'm missing. 
Because I, because, because the things I see, there's nothing to even ridicule anybody about for for saying that. Because there, there isn't a logical argument that can be made for the things that I'm seeing for why he would be doing a good job. So I'm wondering whether or not somebody is seeing something that I didn't. So that's an honest question to anyone out there listening. If you think uh, there is, if you're one of the people who is approving of Joe Biden's presidency not being the fact that he's something other than he's not trump though yeah which is what my father says oh well, he's not trump yeah but other than that my if you, dad if that's not an accolade if you're approving of his job if you're approving of his job performance i i would really like to know what it is that you're approving of and it's as i said it's not to ridicule you it's not to make fun of you it's not to uh, you know, be able to poo-poo it or anything like that. I'm wondering whether or not there's something out there that I'm missing. You know what I think? This is an honest opinion, and, and feel free to distance yourself. I think most of America is asleep. I really do. I, I think they just they live their lives, and they think this shit doesn't affect me. You know, when it comes close to home, like the price of gas, the price of meat, the price of rent, the price of electricity, my electricity bill is going to double in July um, than what it was last year in July. Um, now, doesn't help that we're in Texas and Texas is experiencing the largest heat wave we've had in 15 years. And it was 111 or 12 a couple of days ago, and the heat index was 128. Um so that whole thing where you walk outside with a raw chicken and it's suddenly cooked is actually happening? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you can fry eggs on the sidewalk. Yeah, sure can. Now, I, I'm going to bring this up again because I think it was on one of the podcasts that I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been really enjoying an entire series on TikTok of a guy who keeps a skillet in his pocket and cooks on the sidewalk in Texas. Yeah, no, you can do that. <laughs> that's not that's not a joke he's not it's not being funny it's not like video tricks you can do that okay like people in arizona nevada you like new mexico y'all feel me yeah <laughs> y'all got the same thing you can do the same deal um we this is the the dying times here uh in the in the southern uh rust belt or the not rust belt but the southern sun belt um they're like from late june mid to late june to mid-september there's about three months here where it's just bad <laughs> it's just bad like don't visit here during those times don't come here during those times you will like if you're not ready it's like going it's like somebody from texas going to minnesota in january february you know like it's probably a bad idea you don't need to go there. Your body is not prepared. Okay. Well, there, there's also the other one of that, which I find hilarious, which is you got all these things, people from the north looking at the southern women going, they don't wear nothing. They're just a bunch of sluts. And it's kind of like, no, it's hot. <laughs> we are warm. Okay. We are freaking hot. Yeah, she, her, her bikini is that small, not because she's showing off, but because she's hot. She doesn't. Like, if we could... <laughs> And like there, there's a yeah, and there is like look at you know who I I I idolize more than anybody else. It's Arkansas and Alabama, and I'll tell you why. They just don't give a shit, <laughs> they really don't. They're like, look, it's fucking hot. Most of us don't have air conditioning. It sucks. 
Yes, we turned the back of our pickup truck into a pool with a tarp, and we hopped in it with beer, and we're wearing almost nothing. You know what? Suck it. <laughs> Piss off. It's hot. Uh, that's Now, in Texas, we're not quite that bad, but let me put it this way. I got so pissed off, I am doing what I thought I would never do, which is get an above-ground pool next year. I am saving money actively. <laughs> I am save, saving money actively and going, you know what? I don't care how redneck and red, white trash it is. I am getting an above-ground pool. <laughs> This is stupid. I, I have actually seen people do the above-ground pool and how they actually add in the decking and stuff like that. Yeah, right I'm going to make it look all kinds of classy. I have carpentry skills. I can get that done. But what I'm not going to do is bake in the freaking heat again because for want of a $500 pool. It's not happening, all right? just so everybody <laughs> knows. It's not happening. We're going to fix this. Anyway, um, yes, it is exceedingly hot down here uh, <laughs> i can't remember where i was going i, uh, I really it can't baked, it baked out of your brain it's okay it did it did well <laughs> hey I, hey i do have empathy for you here because it's only like 95 degrees here and i just almost fell over dead doing yard work earlier so it, it, yeah <laughs> Again, you don't venture outside during light times it's like it's like a vampire and moves you know you just the sun the rays you know like you don't do that if you're outside after 9 a.m you are like there's an emergency down here and you don't and and before 7 p.m like just don't go outside just don't go outside oh, I, I saw i saw a device on uh social media that was being advertised it made me think of you is this thing that you put in that you you crack your window but leave part of it it's part of it seals off the window but part of it is basically a fan that's there blowing the hot air out of your car yeah i mean it does work i mean i've seen them i've i've uh you know i've known people who had them and all that kind of stuff but here's the trick your car gets to about 130 140 degrees if it's baking out in the sun in Texas in the middle of summer, 140 degrees. I don't know if you've sat in 140 degrees for a little while. It can kill you. I'm not kidding. I mean, they have, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, your dog, your children, you, it doesn't matter. Like you sit in 140 degrees with no airflow, you will die. <laughs> That's just how it is. It's stifling. Um, what most people do down here, and it doesn't make any sense on the face of it, but you realize what people are doing. So uh, most remotes now have a feature uh, where you can hold down a button and it'll roll down all four of your windows when you're coming up to the car. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Blow the hot air out. It blows the hot air out. It lets all the hot air out, and all you're left with is a 100-degree car or a 110-degree car, which you can cool that, which as soon as you start the car, you roll all the windows back up. You know, maybe if if you want, you can like pull out and go down the street a little bit. Then you roll all the windows up, put the air conditioning on blast, and you're reasonably comfortable in a minute or two. Um, that is, if you did not forget your sunshade. If you forgot <laughs> your sunshade, what? Um, to quote the uh, B-52s, your steering wheel is hot lava, and it is. You can't touch it. You have to drive with gloves on <laughs> or um, some other like uh, uh, my wife used to keep socks in the car 
in case she forgot her, her sunshade or something like that so you could drive with the socks and touch the steering wheel. And God help you. Now, this doesn't help happen very much anymore, but if you were driving a car from the 60s or 70s and it had actual chrome in it, you would leave skin on that shift knob. Uh, see, uh, I have experienced that, but in the opposite direction. I've been oh, sometimes <laughs> places where it's so cold that um, when you get in the car that if you touch certain surfaces with, without gloves on that you're going to freeze, kind of like sticking your tongue to the pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works in with heat as well. Um, and that's just what you have. <laughs> There's nothing you could do about it. It's it's And to, this year has been a particularly hot summer. And now the the reason you don't hear Texas bitching really about it is because now what you hear is the Californians bitching, you know, like, oh, my God, it was so nice during the winter and the spring was beautiful. What is this? It's like, welcome to the south. <laughs> um, one August down here will cure you of your disillusions. Like we haven't even gotten to the worst part of the summer yet, which is like I can't wait for these these new Californians to be in a Texas August. Because it's not July that's the worst one. July's the lead-up. That's the pregame warm-up. August. <laughs> August in Dallas is horrifying. <laughs> you think you're prepared. Every every year you think you're prepared. You're not. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I remember this. Yep, yep. Did you know you can get a tan? Uh you, like everyone in Texas is tan during the summer, not because we're outside, but because the simple act of walking from your front door to your car or from the office to your car will tan you, even though you're only outside for 45 seconds, will tan you over the course of 30 days in August. You actually, will come out with a tan. Actually, I'm that one I am quite aware of just for the fact that I work with a lot of dermatologists, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, you, you will tan. <laughs> Okay, my wife went to the beach uh, yesterday, and she was – now, keep in mind, she was – now, well, I found this fool. My, me and my eldest found it foolish, and I'm going to text you a picture while I'm talking of my <laughs> wife and what happened to her. Now, let me explain. I'm already picturing it, but go ahead. Let me explain what happened. She put up an awning. She covered herself um, in – in uh, 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 shade, she she stayed hydrated, all that kind of stuff. And what happened to her and my youngest child? The now my wife has alabaster skin, like it is it is almost the color of marble. She is that white. She is that white bread mayonnaise. Um, you can see beef described it as it looked like somebody had ripped painters tape off after she had been <laughs> rattle canned. <laughs> Uh, picture coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. No, that is an hour in the sun. Or yeah, actually, it, in the shade. That is an hour in the shade in Texas. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The, I, I've, I will admit that I have seen that before. Not on myself, uh, but, but yes, I, I do know where you're coming from there. Yep. Yeah, um, that actually, is... actually, the one time that I've seen it almost that bad, it turned out to be my fault, um, <laughs> which is, uh, okay, okay, actually, there's two times. One of them, I, I did do it to myself 
Uh, but it took a little bit longer outside because I actually fell asleep with my hands on my stomach after telling somebody, <laughs> yeah, I don't need sunscreen. It's cool. Uh, I'm fine. Um, the other one was uh, applying sunscreen to my future wife at the time when the first time we went to the beach and being the fact that I am of the slightly darker complexion that doesn't need quite as much sunscreen. Um, I hadn't thought it was that big of a deal, whereas my wife is very similar to yours in the fact that she's got she, she'll sunburn on the way to the car without sunscreen on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had just kind of like just wiped in certain spots and went cool. You're fine. And you could so it wasn't as geometric as that. What it was was streaks for where I hadn't rubbed the sunscreen in, <laughs> which which to this day I am blamed for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and but climate change is nothing. I mean, that doesn't happen. But uh, it's <laughs> it's markedly hot. Like like some of the the worst years we've had in the in the since we've been tracking weather have happened in the last fifteen twenty years. And you're like, but but it's getting hotter. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it kind of well, is. Hey, hey, I'm not a climate change denier. I just think the re- that, they, that the responses that most of these people want to do are stupid. Oh, no question. No no question there. It's it, My favorite is AOCs. Just cut out planes. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. You know, a lot of the, the responses that a lot of the environmentalists want to do with regards to climate change – will actually have a, res- a result that is as bad, if not worse, than climate change. The whole concept is to save people, right? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's sort of like the response when you, when you say, you know, when people are like, oh, we have no industrial complex in the United States, and, and they, they cry out to the corporations, hey, shouldn't we fix this? And the corporations go, oh, wow, yeah, but even if we started now, that would only be complete a couple of years from now, so there's no point in starting. You, you, did you guys just say that out loud? I mean, like, like you realize how dumb that is, right? Like, and people buy it. Oh, well, I guess if it can't help right now, then being fixed in the future, that's <laughs> that's worthless. I'm like, well, you've got to be shitting me. I, I will admit that one thing that everybody looked around and went, oh, shit, this could be a problem, that they are finally starting to manufacture back in the United States again is computer chips. Huh. It's weird. It's almost <laughs> like we need those. <laughs> It's uh, it's so strange, you know. Uh, what's what's killing me right now is two things. One, um, we have no industrial capacity here. Like we, we've basically outlawed it. We've made it so difficult to get any kind of industrial license or complex going, and so unreasonably expensive to do anything. Well, that's in a why large the air scale. quality here is getting so much better, yet the air quality in places like India know, and China and is getting so much worse because we didn't change anything. We just shipped it overseas. We just moved it, right? And, and the EPA is like, look at the victory we have now, right? And we're like, yeah, now we also don't have any steel or plastics or chips or you know, any large capacity industrial. Whatever, you know, we, we have none of that here. And even if we wanted to start, we'd be five to ten years away if we started yesterday. So and I look around like nobody's thought this through, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, let me 
let me paint a, a, a small little personal picture, right? Everybody says that a person of our age, and we're reasonably close in age. I think you got a couple of years on me. Um, reasonably close in age. Everyone says that we need to, to be effective. Our retirement plan must be in place and start going <laughs> and be great by, by the time we're 30. I'm sorry, retirement plan just made me giggle. I know, I know, it's super funny. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you guys, you, you guys realize how ridiculous that sounds, right? Like, I'll never retire. My retirement plan is the afterlife, right? Should there be such a thing, right? I'm hoping there is because that's when I will be able to retire, if you know, Lord Humongous doesn't get me first, right? So, um, I don't know. That looks fun. It super does. I would totally join the the band of roving ne'er do wells. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, I, I would totally like. Do you need a gunsmith? I'm handy with carpentry. I know computers. I have a lot of <laughs> skills that would be useful to a roving gang of miscreants like yourselves. Let's get this done. Do you have a wench I could have? You know, like it doesn't have to be anybody special. Just one who's into, you know, like. Like settling down with a roaming band of of vandals and bandits and stuff like anything like that. Do you have one in leather like somewhere? Right. I'll stick her on the back of my dune buggy. It'll be great. Um, she doesn't even have to have all her teeth. I'm not really picky after the apocalypse. OK. <laughs> um, most of her limbs would be a plus, you know, like whatever the radiation hasn't killed off. Um. I'm kidding, by the way, before you write, you know what? Fuck it. Write an email. I don't care. Um, there's, but, but like nobody's, we don't have a plan. We, unless it, unless it in, deals with the military, we don't have a plan. So all of us are pretty much just screwed. And the excuse they give us is because there's no immediate relief. We shouldn't bother doing anything ever. And it's hysterical. So I wonder, and this goes into my existential question. Well, then take what you wonder and move it into the existential question. This this indeed goes into that. So I got a, a text the other day from one of the 25 people who listened to this show. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. And uh, he is a friend of mine and, and, again, one of the 25 people who uh, listen to us. Uh, hold on. Let me grab my phone here. And uh, his name will be uh, removed, redacted. Uh, we're just going to call him Dude uh, because, uh, yeah. But uh, Dude writes, hey, ass I've known him for years. Hey, asshole. So what – and this is how we start our conversations. So I listened to the cast. I heard about your uh, – and, and again, uh, he listens for a while, so uh, he, he's, he's, it's very short. But what would the name of your party be? And what would you call it, and what would they do? And I'm like, that's not a bad question. Because uh, a couple of casts ago, and I don't know if this one actually made it out, uh, <laughs> where I described um, what for, I for, would... for the record, what he's talking about is, is I have fallen victim to one of the most common blunders uh, not uh, getting involved in a land, land war, in Asia, war in Asia or going against for, de for death against a Sicilian. 
Uh, I unfortunately forgot to hit the record button on two separate times of our cast. One time I did not even have the heart to tell Sean, and I was just hoping he wouldn't notice. The second time I did it, which was literally two weeks after the first time, I did e-message him back and go, um, you didn't happen to uh, hit the, your record button, did you? Uh, so if you're wondering why it looks like some of our casts have come out sporadically lately, I will take the blame for that. And what's funny is I normally have my recorder on automatic, so whenever we start a call, it just starts recording. But I I, I almost hit my limit the other day, and because uh, I have the free version, and I just I shut it down, so I have about eight and a half seconds of us bullshitting on the front of that cast, and I went, of course that's the one I shut it down on. <laughs> like of, of course it is. It's so fine. so for if, if we're reflecting on something that you haven't heard, that's why. Well, I've said this to many people. Like as you know, it's difficult for me to get shut up. And once I get an idea in my head, I tell it to everyone I know. And one of the ideas that I was going over was we need more parties in the American uh, uh, political system. And the the issue that I came up with was we the Republicans and the Democrats are basically sisters. And if one of them doesn't get it, the other one will. And they kind of know that, so they're really not worried. All they have to do is put up the pageantry, and whoever gets it gets bragging rights. One of them has uh, made their their bet on kind of foundational Christian values, and the other one is identity politics. And no matter which side of the coin it lands on, they're a winner. What I would like to do is interject different parties into that. And uh, dude here is asking, like, okay, well, what would be your party? Should you be able to create it? What would be your party? And who's your daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> and hey, that that that's a tough one, considering the fact that we can't even go with girls have a penis and girls have a vagina and boys have a penis at this point. Isn't that funny? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not considered a true statement anymore. That is that is no longer you can't even say that now. Uh so my party would be uh so as many or as both our parties have representations. One is a a jackass and the other is an elephant. Um which jokes aside is very apropos for either party. However, mine would be a bull. And it would be the no bull party. And the No Bull Party is short for No Bullshit Party. <laughs> and the No Bullshit Party is going to go right for their throats, both of them, uh, because it would be strong on labor, strong on industrial, strong on making the country sustainable, um, and reducing the power of our current federal government. And it would be wildly unpopular. Uh, with any like it would be such a it like should it form it would be such a threat that I'm pretty sure any leaders or anyone getting elected amongst them would be assassinated almost immediately because the one thing that the United States elite and political parties cannot take right now is actual competition or a lack of bullshit or a lack of bullshit. Like if you sat somebody down, whether you agreed with them or not, put a camera on them in a debate and they said, what do you stand for? And they told you and said, 
we actively seek to reduce the power, longevity, terms, and and loopholes that Congress enjoys. Should we be elected in enough in sufficient quantity, that is going to be our first enactment. And we'll ram it down their throats so that the Republicans and Democrats can't do this to us again and really mean it. They would be assassinated before they even took office. <laughs> you know? like, or like the, the CIA would put child porn on all their computers or uh, or that, that's becoming acceptable now. Don't even remind me like that's didn't we have a senator? I think we actually covered this on W.A. Uh, we had a senator a couple of years ago who said that a 13 year old is consenting, can consent. Yeah. And I'm like, no, and I think they were from Texas, actually. And I'm like, no, <laughs> because if you tell me my 13 year old can consent, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. Well, uh, hey, um. You know, you've got the guy from Florida, I cannot remember, Gates, Gates or something, is that his name? Who uh, wants to uh, take teenagers all over the country and sleep with them. And it, it, it's really pissy because I actually like what he stands for politically, but it's kind of like, dude, you got to stop fucking teenagers. <laughs> it's like, uh, dude, that's not how that's going to work. Uh, all right, R. Kelly, let's, uh, let's dial that back. Slow your roll. Um but 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 once again, you got another one of them going. Um, no, that's not a big deal, right? Right? You, you, oh, come on, they voted for me. It's cool. <laughs> and this is the problem, right? This is the problem. We would we need another party, or at least, or maybe several parties. That well, I can propose mine if you want. Absolutely, hit it. Okay, mine is the Vulcan Party. Which basically okay. means, whereas yours is no bullshit, mine's no emotion, let's just logically figure this shit out and move forward. If there's one other thing that the American political and corporate systems cannot deal with, it's logic. applied <laughs> logic, sir. <laughs> this has no place in modern politics. <laughs> wow, people are hungry and... Um, we're having problems with these kind of shortages. Let's fix that. No, 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 no. What we need is a victim. You know, that's like how we do things now. We're professional victim players. And then whatever, whoever is against those victims, and I'm using finger quotes, you guys can't see. Is evil. Is evil. And we must turn, we must have an ist after them. They're a, a supremacist, a nationalist, a, you know, like, so, and when the hell did nationalist become a slur? Have you noticed then? Like, oh, you're just a nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but see, that goes down to my, you know, logic concept. Okay. We are complaining that the kids in our schools are not safe, and yet we spent, sent $40 billion over to um, Ukraine. You could take half of that money and put a SWAT team in front of every school and have money left over. Now, I'm not actually suggesting that we need a SWAT teams in our schools. Can you think of a loses. better thing for veterans to come back home and do is to protect the children? Like, look, but, you see but, a dude coming with an AR-15, just shoot him. And they're going to go, oh, yeah, no, I can do that. Exactly. So, I mean, so and that's what I mean by, you know, logic party. You know, when somebody proposes something like that, you basically sit there and go, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Let, let, let's bring in a pen and paper or bring out the whiteboard. Let's write this up and think about it. 
Does this make any goddamn sense? We of the No Bullshit Party approved this message. <laughs> you know? I, or or in, in even the ability of saying, uh, when, uh, somebody, okay, oh, you're going to testify in front of Congress? Okay, well, what are you going to say? Okay, first thing first, you actually need to go back out and learn something about the pro, about the, the concept that you want to talk about, and then come back to us. Oh, you want to make a law on something. Do you know anything about it? Okay. Yeah. Have um, you been paid by a corporation that is in favor of this law? Okay. First of all, you're going to jail. Oh, I, Second, I, but, we're not doing that. But by the by the way, I I know it's been said before. I know it's cliche. I still think the uniform for Congress should be something like the uh, uh, uniforms that they wear in NASCAR. <laughs> Who you're sponsored by? I'd exactly. like to thank Taco Bell and Pizza Hut and Pepsi for this win in Senate this morning. Uh, we're uh, we're all about it, and uh, good Lord willing, the folks at Marlboro will sponsor us next year. Y'all have a good time, and uh, we're happy this law about the uh, nicotine uh, limits I mean, you, have been reduced. Can 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 you imagine that if they actually had to tell you? Now they're supposed to have to. But there's loopholes there. But not just have to register it, but actually advertise it and plaster it all over their clothing as to who it is that is sponsoring them. You'd at least know what you were getting. Yeah. You know, there's a – I cannot remember his name. There's a YouTuber who only follows – like he his, his investment strategy is – all he does is invest in what Nancy Pelosi and her husband – Invest in. Of course. He's like, look, you want to know how to make money? If I had the money, I'd already be doing it. (laughs) That's all he does. He invests it. Okay, so Nancy Pelosi just pulled out like $2 million in Visa and put it towards this because it's so weird. Like two weeks ago, she started sponsoring this bill. And it looks like it's going to have enough votes to pass. And she amazingly took that $2 million from Visa and put it over here in this that strangely lines up with this thing that she is pushing. And I'm like, wow. But but no, that's not insider trading. Of course not. I mean, the SEC wouldn't have any interest in that. Well, no, because the SEC is going to get their cut. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But, and the worst part about it is, is they're cut not even from her. No. Cut, their cut's coming from your taxes. So oh, and, and, and once again, the the concept of your taxes would not go up if you made less than $400,000 a year. Oh, that that was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not true. Just whole cloth. Just never believe anybody when they tell you that your taxes is middle or or... or uh, anything other than the elite that your taxes are not going to go up when they pass a tax increase. Just never, just don't believe it. It's because it's not true. Well, it's they never didn't actually pass a tax increase. What they did was simply get rid of what Trump did. Right. And then, quite frankly, the fact that my taxes went up were was a proof that that Trump's tax plan didn't just satisfy the rich because I am not rich. Right. I'm not either. My taxes went up as well. 
<laughs> Look, I, I went from receiving a few thousand dollars from the government to owing a few thousand dollars to the government. I did as well. Isn't that weird? It's amazing. It's it's amazing, isn't it? That you're like, what the fuck just happened? I, I literally did my taxes twice. It was kind of like, oh, the, no, 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 no. This can't be right. I mean, I can get to a point where maybe I owe a couple of bucks, but the fact that I owe this much can't be right. I, I must have done something wrong. Oh, yeah. Nope. That's the way it is. And you're like, but what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I did the same but, thing. My, but, I went from but, uh, receiving a little to owing tons. But but AOC, her $174,000 a year is not enough. Not to raise a family. Now, I'm raising a family. Are you raising a family? Yes, I am. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't uh, make one hundred seventy-four uh, million, one hundred seventy-four thousand. I'm not. I'm no longer raising my family. I'm now providing for my family's education. Mm, very important. Yes, that bill was rather staggering. I bet it was. The, the, the wife was all excited and happy of how little it was till I explained to her that's for the first semester, not the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't think you understand. <laughs> then, then she got depressed. <laughs> Have you seen the TikTok video of the girl who just got her first car registration notice? Yes. I think you sent it to me. I think I, I sent it to Shannon. Somebody else, I, you know, somebody else sent it to me. You know, what is this? Well, that's your car registration, honey. Why is it $400? Because you, I already did this. No, 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 no. It's every year. Oh, I had to do mine too. Oh, so you, you can do this? No. That's your car. I can't not do this. No, you can't not do it. <laughs> and she just turns around and just walks defeated into her bedroom. I feel like that every freaking month. Every freaking month, I feel like that. Like, oh. uh, my my coworker who is uh, twenty years younger than I am, uh, nice kid, finally starting to grow up a bit. I still remember the first time he got a W two from us, uh, and his response was what's what's this uh it's your w-2 i don't know what that is it's your tax information i have to do taxes yes you have to do taxes um but i i, I finally after him kind of stuttering his way through it i finally just looked at him and went dude just give it to your mom <laughs> <laughs> at that point he was still living with his parents but it was, it was kind of like dude trust me just give it to your mom she's going to know exactly what it is she's probably been taking care of this for you for years because uh, I know this isn't your absolutely first job. Give it to your mom. She'll explain it to you, or she'll just take care of it for you. But it's important. Take care of it. Yeah, I remember my first one that wasn't like construction or something like that. Because, you know, in construction, I just got when I was like 16, 17, I do construction jobs like roofing and tiling and flooring and stuff where I learned to use tools and do other things because I was pretty handy at that age. And I had a strong back. That is not the situation anymore i have way more skills and i've not just just a destroyed back now uh but um and I, for those of you who don't listen to the other podcasts that is not from construction work no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> however uh it's like oh oh no Oh, no, we're going to have to wait a minute. All right. just get, No, no, no. I just need a minute. We're in time to stretch out because if I don't, it's it's like it's going to stay that way. It's bad. It, like, no, 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 no. Don't touch me. No, it's just like get off of me. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Um, 
my first jobs were construction, right? So you get paid cash on on Friday, and and you just, that was it. You know, you don't really do anything or, or anything. It was your money to spend. And uh, I never forget. I, I apprenticed under a plumber for six months, and uh, he's like, "There's a couple of things to worry or to know about being a plumber." He's like, "One, shit washes off. Two, paydays on Friday. Three, shit rolls downhill." Okay, <laughs> that's the that's the basis of being a plumber. And uh, you know, he and I should have stayed with him, you know, because he retired at I think 50, and he owns like two condos in Florida and a 40 foot boat. That he imagine that all of those trades that people think are below them. Yeah, I should have. I just should have stayed there. You know, I should have. And I always used to, you know, like look and and he always drove this beat up truck and you know he never like because he's like look why would I buy nice expensive things I'm just gonna get them dirty don't worry about it just just, just save your money and he always tell me that save your money. And when he retired at fifty, sent me a nice postcard with his uh, brand new. Uh, wife, um, who he never married because he never had time. And uh, at the age of 40, I think at 46, 47, a little older than I am now, um, he uh, he met this woman and, and settled down with her, and they bought a couple of condos, one in the uh, Panhandle of Florida and one in, like, uh, Orlando. And then he bought a 40-foot boat and uh, just cruises back and forth between the two and sometimes to uh, the Caribbean and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, he, he has a great time. Um, again, trade, <laughs> right? One of those trades that everybody thought was worthless. Should have stayed in it. Uh, anyway, uh, and I really should have stayed in it because the guy he gave the practice to apprenticed at the same time as me, and that dude still makes like 375 k a year because um, it's he does all the jobs nobody wants. Anyway. Um, my first real job where like people reported my income, I remember getting my first check and going, who the hell is FICA and why do they have my money? <laughs> well, they don't have your money. The uh, old people who FICA is paying now has, has your money. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully you might get some of your kids money. But, oh, dude, you know, we're going to get a stick of one. gum and a gift certificate to like a Hallmark <laughs> store or something. That's what we're gonna get every month. We ain't gonna get hey, shit. Y- y- give me a give, give me a a gift card to the Golden Corral. We'll call it even. <laughs> yeah, because there that shit ain't gonna make it. I mean, we're already just depleting it and everything. Like, like they'll make it so that Social Security always exists, but they'll just reduce it. By the time we get there, they'll just reduce it to the point where what you can't live on fifty bucks a month. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and here you, is your shiny new nickel. <laughs> now, it's if you take nickel. care of that one, we'll give you another one in about 14 days. <laughs> and then you'll have two nickels. Quiet nights alone in your hovel. Your own turnip. You know, uh, it's that's where we're going to be. That's the Blackadder Christmas special for those of you who don't know. Um, that's that's a little bit of a deep cut right there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, no, they'll just they'll just take it all. <laughs> like there'll there'll be no retirement. There'll be no none of that shit. It's just like it's just laughable. Uh, hey, hey, we've talked about it before. You and I are both of agreement. I'm pretty sure that I am going to die of a heart attack in a doctor's office. Oh sure. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping. With, with a uh, 20-some-year-old medical assistant looking at me going, what do we do? 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping, however it happens, it's actually the medical situation's fault and my kids get some money out of it. That's my retirement plan at this point because, like, holy crap. You know, like, like we'll never retire. You and I will never retire. It's not even possible. And uh, my... <laughs> My dad's so sympathetic. So sympathetic. He's like, "Well, boy, you know, you just have to work hard. You know, if you weren't my father, I'd smack you." <laughs> but okay, you know, like he's he's completely. I'm like, do you know? Do you remember how you felt when the uh, telecommunications industry just cut all of you and then tried to steal your retirement? That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> they went before we call Congress that Tuesday. Yeah, like that's how I feel all the time. <laughs> it's it's not a happy it's not a happy existence because um, I know I'm screwed and I know I'm passing an even worse situation onto my children, <laughs> right? I'm not a boomer. I don't fall in your group, right? Even a bad boomer experience is still better than what I'm gonna get. You just look at the dark side of everything, son. <laughs> They'll fix it by the time you're there, and I'm like. Who is they? And if you're talking about your generation, you ain't fixing shit. <laughs> you guys are the ones who screwed it up like this. That's not a popular conversation with my father and I. <laughs> we do not see eye to eye. And he's a staunch Democrat, and I am just so not. I'm not a Republican either. I just, I just, I'm done with the pair of them. Um, but her well, and my mom. You're, you're, you're a bull party, and I'm a Vulcan. Exactly. I mean, it's just it's just not there. Um, you're you're just like see, and what and that amounts to our our which is weird because it amounts to our our stance on it. You're like, I will I will fix this with my intellect, and I am more. You're coming with me. <laughs> you know? Well, it's not it's not even intellect. It's just kind. It, it's what's it is compared to these people. Okay. Let's put it this way. Everybody's wanting to call for common sense reform of this, that, or the otherwise. I would just like to see them actually apply something resembling common sense. All right. Here's here's where you know crap is messed up. When Andrew Yang says with an honest and open heart that Matthew McConaughey – did you hear about this? Uh, no, I think I know where you're going, but yeah. should run for president. You know that things have taken a turn. Okay. <laughs> okay, but 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 stop. Take taking that even a step further. You know, I know. Yes, Andrew Yang. I have issues with the guy, though. I think he's his heart is in the right place. You have to admit that, though. We are at a point in life in which Matthew McConaughey actually sounds like a better option it and that's my point right (laughs) (laughs) because if you give me biden trump and mcconaughey i'm actually voting mcconaughey (laughs) (laughs) because it has to be i'm not saying it's going to be good i'm saying it has to be better than this shit well there is something to be said for that but McConaughey? I just said if that was my option. I mean, quite frankly, if you give me McConaughey and, quite frankly, your person with an average fifth grade education, I'm probably taking the fifth grader. 
Mr. All right, all right, all right. I mean, like Wooderson, it, uh, like his his campaign slogan would be like, "That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older and they stay the same age." You know, like he could carry a platform on that. Oh, of course he could. Hell, half the people in the country would be too stoned to disagree with him after that. <laughs> the president dazed and confused. You know, he'd be up there on the on the White House podium rolling boogers and talking about Lincoln. And <laughs> he'd be rolling something. If it's not boogers, it'd be joints, one or the other. <laughs> and this would still be like I would follow him into hell and back compared to the shit we got going right now. This is not a good thing. <laughs> this is not pleasant. I mean, I honestly think like I think he was running for or they were trying to push him to run for something in Texas. And he was governor. I think it was. And, like, there was enough momentum amassing behind it, and he had said nothing. They just, like, people around him said, you should do this. And there was enough stuff mounting that he, like, it was started, they, they were starting to put together packages on how to try and defeat him, and nobody was coming up with anything. Because all of his dirty laundry is out in the open. Yes, he does smoke. Yes, he does do this. Yes, he is uh, just a cowboy from Texas. Yes, he does have a weird speech pattern. Um, but they had nothing on him, and it was going to be like a really tough smear campaign <laughs> because they did – like everybody likes him. And they went, uh-oh, this may be a problem. And then he came out and said that he, he had no intention of running and, and all that. But I, that should be scary. <laughs> Woodardson would for could have been a Texas governor. He could be a president. You know, this is what, not a good what, thing. What is what is this? California? <laughs> the governor. Uh, like the only thing stopping that man from being president was he was he's he was born in Austria. Oh, absolutely. That is it. That is it. In, in fact, that was one of the jokes with uh, Demolition Man was the fact yeah, that they had created President a... Schwarzenegger Library. <laughs> well, Schwarzenegger Library? Yes. The, uh, I can't remember what number amendment that they said yeah, it was that... that made it illegal for him to run. <laughs> President, the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. What? <laughs> You're shitting me. You have been fined one credit. for. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to use the three seashells. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of media, uh, and before you start, I still say that at some point in life that we are ending up with Demolition Man as our future. All it would take, and as this proves, all it would take is one Wesley Snipes. Uh, I who, hope I'm that guy, too, because it would be super fun while it lasted. Oh, no, no. I think we're going to be living in Dr. Cocteau's world. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but still, all it take is one Wesley Snipes. Uh huh. But um, who went to jail for tax evasion? If memory serves, I just watched a television show with him the, the, the yesterday. It was it was him and uh, the short the short comedian um, Kevin Hart. Oh my God, Kevin Hart's amazing. Uh, it, it was it was a semi decent show. You know but, what but, I always like? I, I like the Kevin Hart and The Rock's relationship. Like, nobody picks on The Rock except Kevin Hart. 
And the two of them have this like frenemy relationship where they just give each other crap because nobody else gives him like nobody gives Kevin Hart crap because you know he's so sharp and he'll just he'll embarrass you in public. Nobody gives the Rock crap because he's the Rock. But the two of them just give you just constantly give each other crap, and it's so great to see. <laughs> I enjoy seeing them interact with each other more than I do the movies they're in. Because <laughs> if you I, ever. I agree. Yeah, if you ever see them just being themselves and on talk shows and, and just stuff, because they find each other and they do videos and they do stuff, because they, they do enjoy hanging out together. But it's so adversarial because they can be, right? Because they know neither one of them is going to take offense. That they're actually, hit, you know, picking on each other. It's so freaking hysterical. I love to see them. I really do. All right, sir. I know that you have some media and I have some media. So, uh, well, who, no, no, who you, you, no, you, you start because I think yours is probably a little bit more contemporary than mine is. Mine is, is a book series that I know that we've both read that I enjoyed. It's just kind of one of those things that I hit back onto because I didn't have anything else to listen to and kind of went, yeah, maybe we should share this with the world. Fair but, enough. Go, go ahead. Uh, I have two. Uh, one is a series that uh, I just finished watching. I think I've seen it before, but I just finished watching it, and it was very apropos. Uh, it's called The Age of the Tank. And anyone, Ooh, I have seen that before. Yeah, anyone who knows me knows that um, I love tanks. I love them. I, lo I have a fascination with them. I, maybe it's because I grew up on World War II movies. I have a fascination and great love for tanks in general. And it's a four-part series on Netflix. Check it out. Um, but the you last, know, they, they, they just did one of those. They, uh, I know, I know the age of tanks, but, and I don't know if it's the same group who did the documentary, but they just also did something very, very similar that was released on naval power as well. I know I saw that. And then in the, in the, um, uh, uh, recommendations after you finish naval power was age of the tank. And I was like, I think I've seen that before, but I want to watch it again. But it's funny because it was done in 2018 or 2017 or something, and they talk about Russia's new tank, the T-14, which was slated to be done in 2020. And they're like, we wonder what Russia is preparing these new tanks for and what country they're meant to invade. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know the answer to that. You can just go ahead and quit wondering. I documented evidence i know what they were built for they were built for the ukraine by the way we we now know the answer to that you don't have to you can you can like do a little edit at the end of this i cannot remember where i read this heard this saw this but i remember someone who had uh, intimate knowledge with russian tanks talking about the fact that when they when you, they first came off the assembly line that you had to start and run them for a while and then clean out all the metal shavings for all the things that really weren't built completely to spec. Uh -huh. And then you could actually get it to work. <laughs> sounds like the Russians. Sounds like the Russians. Um, it was just funny. I was because they end on that and, and my eldest is watching it with me. She's like, I wonder what they built them all for. I'm like, I know. I can tell you right now. Let's go look on the map. I can show you where they are if you want to know. All the T-14s are right here. This little this little area. That's where they were going. But uh, the other one I just finished watching before the cast 
Uh, also released on Netflix is The Gray Man. Have you seen it? No, I actually haven't. Achieved. I didn't know that it had, had been released yet. I have yeah, just this week. Yeah, as this I, is recorded. I have read the first novel in the series. I had trouble getting into the second novel, um, but the first novel in the series was excellent. Uh, Ryan Gosling is the gray man, and his his uh, opponent in this movie is none other than Captain America himself with a Freddie Mercury mustache. Awesome. And um, is that his disguise? (laughs) I got to tell you, and he plays a a a psychopath, right? The the uh, um, damn it, Captain America. I can never remember his name. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Thank you. Uh, Chris Evans plays like a psychopath and makes it believable. I mean, it's really well done or sociopath. I'm sorry. He plays a sociopath. And I'm like, you know. This kind of works. It was really good. Billy Bob Thornton uh, is in it and like exceedingly less crazy than he normally is. I mean, like it was really, it's really strange. You know, what I've heard from it about it just in, you know, media and stuff of that nature is that this was another one of those things that, quite frankly, is getting terrible reviews from the critics. Yet the yet the uh, audiences are loving it. Yeah, Anna de Armas is in it. Um, I mean, it's well, I'm really I, willing to watch it just for that. I, yeah. Now I'm waiting for her Marilyn Monroe thing to come out, especially after I figured out it was NC-17. <laughs> I'm just, I was like, this is really good. Um, Jessica, Jessica Henwick is in it. I mean, it's it's got uh, uh, Alfre Woodard. Um, just like a, it's got an all-star cast, plus a bunch of cool people who I didn't even know who they are, but they just were really well done in, in what they were doing. But I, I mean, I heard all the bullshit about it and how like like nobody's giving like none of like you're saying none of the uh, uh, critics are, are saying much like anything bad or anything good about it. Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's under 50 percent, but the audience score is like 90 like okay that's that's not an unusual situation these days yeah exactly the critics are like oh it's terrible and you know the audiences are like this is really good this is awesome but the critics are like oh there's not there's not enough strong women characters and and uh uh this is just a typical man flick and everything and and like everyone else who's watched it goes this is really damn good i I like this this is a fantastic (laughs) fantastic little movie um, but, but that's kind of like the critics who sit there and go, there's not enough strong women in James Bond. It's kind of like. Okay. <laughs> really? It's like complaining there's not enough love story in John Wick. It's like you're missing the. <gasps> have you seen the. I have. Oh. I have. I can't wait. March of 2023 is just way too damn long. I got him, I got him like emotionally choked up when I saw it. I was like, it's it's coming. Donnie Yen versus John Wick. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's another movie. There's a, uh, a a fifth movie that's going to come out after this one. I don't know how you top Donnie Yen versus John Wick. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, Now two is probably my favorite. Um, Yes. I, 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 two is my favorite, and you know why. 
Well, yeah, the the sommelier. Yeah, the sommelier. That, that, We're that both one, gun nuts. That, that one scene makes the entire the, movie. The entire movie for me. Right? In case your hands become wet. wet. <laughs> it's so freaking good. Um, and, and being someone who also appreciates knives when it came down to the end, and he's sitting there going, dessert, and he goes, oh, dessert. Dessert. <laughs> and opens all, up the knife case. All freshly stoned. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... I want to live in this world. You know? I, I, don't, I don't actually agree with the knife that John Wick chose, but that's neither here nor there. I don't either. Now, here's what we will do. If ever you and I decide that we have enough that we can open a gun store down here in Texas, I'll bring you down here. We'll keep you underground during the summer. But um, <laughs> if ever we decide that we open a gun store, the pair of us will dress in a suit with a giant ass cup on the chain. And we will do the sommelier for every gun in the shop, like for every customer. Ah, yes, a fine I, choice. I don't know if the customers would necessarily buy it, depending Our on where Our customers they are. would. But no, no, but, but if nothing else, we, there's definitely going. that's definitely going to be how we advertise ourselves on YouTube. God, yes. You know, like, I, <laughs> this, I'm going to do it. Like, like, that's what I'm going to do. You can not do that for the guy. I am totally going to do that for the customers. Anyone who comes in, we'll sell whatever. And it'll be, and we'll sommelier the crap out of that. And it'll just be the best time ever. Um, and, you know, because it'll be a growth industry, because the country's decaying around our, our, our very, well, yes. uh, you know, land and everything, then it'll be, there'll be customers everywhere. It'll be fantastic. I'm telling you, it'll be, it'll be a great time. The only downside for you is like I said, summer in Texas. But other than that, um, hell, I'm still trying to figure out what my safe is actually legal in the state of Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but the gray man, I, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Now I'm not exactly sure why everybody's like, or why the, the critics are, are naysaying it. I thought it was very enjoyable movie. Um, I'm, I'm actually, as soon as we're done here, probably going to go turn it on. So I, it's, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I also enjoyed, uh, everything all everywhere all at once. That was actually, I think, what we talked about last week that never actually made it out. I know. That's why I brought it up this time. Yeah. uh, I, Jake and Beef made me watch it, and I didn't want to. And It it actually turned out to be an excellent story. I I was actually on the fence about it, too, but I had heard Beef uh, talking to you on the other podcast a few times about it. So when I came across it in the process of not having anything else to watch, I went, screw it. Let's let's watch this. Uh, Worth your time. Oh, absolutely. Worth Without question. Miss Michelle Yeoh is a wonderful actress in both English and Chinese. Um, did you catch up? Did you catch uh, data from the Goonies? I did. I did. <laughs> I also caught the atomic um, butt plug maneuver. <laughs> um, that was when the unprecedented. Came, <laughs> when the guy came flying through the air with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, no, he's not. No, no he's, he's not. not. Oh, yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to, oh, oh. Not only that, but he's going to have a fight scene with that portion blurred out except for the butt plug. I do <laughs> love when they were going above and below and you could see the butt plugs wiggling. <laughs> and she grabbed them. You know, you realize she had to grab them and they were taped to some dude's butt, you know, because they didn't actually have them in there. 
<laughs> I'm like, you know, Michelle Yeoh has a new. Re- I have a new respect for Michelle Yeoh. You know, like she is just but, so. But, but did you catch them as, as being the the actual award for the IRS? Yes. Or something that goes up. It was your a ass. butt plug. Yeah. You got. We can crawl up your ass with the best of them. <laughs> you got to see a lot of bullshit for that. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was excellent. Um, I, you almost lost me at the hot dog fingers, but, um, (laughs) I, I think, uh, yes, the hot dog fingers was a bit much, but I did like the idea that they were going that far afield to show you how different each one of these universes can be. I, I, and you know what, as weird as it is, it was a movie filled with hope. Absolutely. And I just thought it was a brilliantly told. Now you had to, you have to dig a little to get there. Okay, you're gonna have to dig through some shit to get to to the hope. But um, it was it was so well done, and it's gonna get crapped on everywhere else, everywhere else. Like this is this was a project. This is a labor of love, and damn man, um, just just remarkably. Well done. Uh, also, uh, I've been playing uh, Sniper Elite 5 on uh, the Xbox because it's free on Game Pass right now. And I don't normally go for the Assassin's Creed or Metal Gear Solid sneaky, sneaky games. Um, I'm much more of a uh, frontal assault, but I have got to tell you, this is the most fun sneaky, sneaky game I have ever played. Um, I did Sniper Elite 4, which was the Italy campaign. This is the French one with Sniper Elite 5. Uh, if you have Game Pass or you're willing to do it, uh, it's super, it's free and just, I, it, every, every map takes you about an hour and a half to complete. And that's if you're going fast. But just, it's, it's super fucking fun. Love it. I'm fortunately one of those people who still believes that uh, home console video games peaked with the Nintendo NES. I cannot explain to you how not true that is. I mean, <laughs> you you have never played Mass Effect to its no, conclusion. No, I, I haven't. I Which haven't is one of the greatest sci-fi stories in recent times, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, there, there was that and Final Fantasy VII that I asked you both, and that was the one where you started finding it tragic that I didn't play video games, that I asked you whether or not there was like a novel, novelization or something of that nature for me to get the story, and you're, I think you almost started crying. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> it, to, to tell you how, how marked I am from Final Fantasy VII, I still, to this day, in a D&D campaign or any other campaign, will not play a healer because of the emotional scars I got from Final Fantasy VII when they killed the healer. And not, spoilers for a 30-year-old game. When they killed the healer and there was nothing you could do to fix it. I went back and back and back to try and fix it, figuring I did something wrong, and, and it was a story turn. It was a plot decision, and I couldn't ever fix it. I was so invested in that character. That now, have you have you bothered playing the um, re-edited one with the the updated graphics? I have not, and it's only because I don't have a PlayStation. It was w- oh. almost worth it to buy a PlayStation to do that, but when it came out, it was during the middle of the pandemic, and I had other stuff to spend my money on. And then I got back into guns, and then all my money went away. <laughs> Amazing how that will introduce the term disposable income quicker than you can possibly imagine. Wow! <laughs> it just doesn't, like, like, guns are not cheap, and pistols are not cheap, and, like, it's not cheap to, to do the things we do. Although, 
I can say this, and and some of the people who are uh, uh, listening to this cast are are uh, transfers from other casts we have, and know that I um, we we do have a gun podcast that's Hawkside Guns. Uh, we haven't done an episode probably in a month because um, well, we normally we normally don't over the summer. Because... Over the summer, yeah, it's a little rough because you know things, uh, because it's it's just like summertime is not really a time when you're you're shooting you're doing other stuff and you're you're not doing as much with that but sir <laughs> i have not bought a new firearm since april um actually the last new thing that i got came from you <laughs> um, and, and that's the one i'm talking about it's the, the last new one i got came from you and but basically the reason why I have in here is because the laws were changing in Delaware and I didn't know what was legal for me to buy. I'm telling you, it's uh, you know, I've gotten several letters from uh, and several emails and stuff from the people I normally buy from and everything. Going, you okay? Did you die? Like, are you all right? <laughs> we're running a special right now. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't tell me about the specials. I don't. Need to know about that. Actually, uh, and this is the one out of all of these that you're going to find tragic. I actually had to do that and had to let one that I was that I had on layaway go, um, because it just everything in life that was going on, including having a kid that's about to go to college, and the one that I let go was the tactical heritage. Oh, you know what? I had to let mine go too. I had one on layaway as well. And uh, I let it go. Uh, they called and I like, look, we got somebody else who wants to buy it. It's been a layaway. You put, you know, the minimum amount down. We can either refund it to you or whatever because, like, you've let it sit there for too long. And I'm like, ah, just let them take it. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so both of us had a though, line on one. Though the though the tacked out version of the Yeet Cannon that I've been waiting for is is coming out soon. <laughs> Not that I'll be able to buy it. I'm just. I was gonna say, not that you're gonna be able to find it anywhere in the state of Delaware for. No. <laughs> legally for sale. No, I just watched a video on a, uh, a new 1911 that takes Glock mags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just hurts your heart, doesn't it? It does. It's just, 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 just awful. You know, sometime next month we we ought to do a cast for that and just uh, for for no other reason just to lament the stuff that we can't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, uh, that's about I think uh, rounding out our show. So we've covered guns, politics, media, <laughs> retirement, <laughs> uh, military strategy. You know, we're doing pretty good. This is a well-rounded cast this time. I I, I agree. Do you have anything else this week? Oh, I probably do, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I had such that, that the, the list of things that were tearing away my hope, I literally had to write down ahead of time just to make sure that I didn't forget any of the just horrifying things going on in the world. At the <laughs> there's, moment. there's enough horrifying things that you had to write them down. And they didn't they They were so overwhelming. They could not be contained in one man's memory. <laughs> no, I mean, but the list of just bullshit. She's like, I don't want to do this. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, every time I open up my phone, there's something new on me on there that's making me go, what? Really? Oh, yeah. Seriously? This is where we're at? 
Yeah, see, and there's your first mistake. You started looking. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, look, if, if you really want to know the mentality that I'm in right now, my kid has COVID. Uh, she's going to live. It's perfectly fine. But I have been trying to get her to cough on me, which she refuses to do so that I can have some time off. Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, Dad, I'll kill you. See, and that would be like... Jake died of complications because his daughter gave her COVID. She would be scarred for the rest of her days, dude. It's not a pretty scene. I mean, she refuses to come out of her room, so at this point it's kind of like, ugh. How am I supposed to get time off if you won't help Dad? Exactly. <laughs> That's all right. My kid came to me the other day and she's like, I want a desk for my room. And I'm like, your room can't handle a desk. You know, like it's it's full of trash and crap and all this junk and useless crap. So she spent like two days fixing that situation and cleaning it out. And she's like, now can I have a desk? And I'm like, uh, damn it. And I forgot the cardinal rule of parenting, like never give them a path forward. Right. Like never, well, never you, give you, them a way to get there. You you also did at that point in time, though it worked out even unintentionally, miss one of the great works of parenting, which is bribery. You want a desk? I'll make you a desk. You clean your fucking room. You know, I I was I, I just I really didn't even want to make her one. I was like, it's, <laughs> do you know how hot it is in the garage? Well, you didn't say when you were going to make it for. <laughs> yeah. One year school, from hey, today, kiddo. School doesn't even start till September. You're you're fine. Yeah. Well, here it starts in August. But I was like, you know, like desks could be many things. Like we have a table here. It's perfectly acceptable. No, I want a desk. So I didn't feel like I I wussed out. I did. I went and bought one. I bought my way out. I was I went to one of those secondhand furniture places and got like a steel and and wood desk so that she can't destroy it. And if she does, I'll just use a welder and, a, you know, some wood to fix it. And I was like, here you go. What color do you want? Oh, right, I'll can it. <laughs> She's like, I want it black and, you know, this and whatever. And I'm like, yep, here you go. Here's a can of Krylon. <laughs> we got a tarp set out in the backyard. Knock yourself out. And sure enough, she did. <laughs> and the whole thing cost more. And I priced it out. The whole thing from a secondhand store was $75. I couldn't have bought the wood for that. Well, there you go. I mean, I couldn't like in today's market. I couldn't have bought the I couldn't have bought the 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 wood for it. I'm surprised they didn't break it down into wood parts and sell it for more. Oh, you're kidding, man! <laughs> you are not kidding. But uh, hey, you know, times to come. I'm telling you, it's it's going to be Mad Max. It's going to be good. Well, as I believe we have babbled enough for this week. I shall end this as usual, considering the fact that I'm convinced the world's coming to an end. If it is still here next week, uh, we'll see you then, and hopefully I'll remember to press record. Oh, it'll be fine. Like, they can't keep us in misery if we're all dead. I mean, seriously, that's their game plan. <laughs> Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>